Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Watson takes the snap. Here comes pressure. And Frank Clark takes it down! Frank Clark! Clark the shirt! It's Jaws! On the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Right on a corner pattern for Williams, and the pass is intercepted! The Honey Badger got him! And did I say Rivers hadn't thrown a pick yet? He has now! The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. Holmes has time here, throws it long, he's got a man in the middle of the field, Watkins, 15, 10, 5, angling left, touchdown, Kansas City! Here's Jay Binkley. Well, the Chiefs are the kryptonite for the Baltimore Ravens, says Lamar Jackson after the game. Chiefs win 34-20 to tonight over the Baltimore Ravens on the road. Lamar Jackson was 4-0 in primetime, averaging 36 points a game. Not so fast. He's 21-1 against everybody else in the regular season. 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. I'm Jay Binkley with Kramer Sansone producing. We'll get your calls and reaction on the Cable Dahmer Arena hotline coming up here in just a few minutes. 913-576-7610. Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer text line as well. 913-576-7610. My chief opinion tonight is, man, the Chiefs. When you look at the schedule before the year, they go, okay, Baltimore on the road, it's going to be tough. You know, maybe Buffalo is the bigger stumbling block Thursday night. The Chiefs have a short week. What you saw against the Chargers is not indicative of the way this team can play. You look last year, week four, they struggled against the Detroit Lions. They put everything together tonight. And we're going to talk a lot. I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about Patrick Mahomes and 385 yards passing, the four touchdown passes, the one rushing. He's now got 33 touchdowns in the month of September in his short career. He's 10-0. Patrick Mahomes does it again tonight against Lamar Jackson, last year's MVP, getting beat by last year's Super Bowl MVP in the MVP before that. The Ravens just don't have the answer for the Chiefs. Andy Reid goes to 6-1 lifetime against the Ravens. That goes back to the Eagles. 4-0 with the Chiefs against the Ravens. The Chiefs now 5-1 in the crab cake capital of the world, Baltimore, Maryland, M&T Stadium. Might as well call that Arrowhead East at this point. The Chiefs and the Ravens are the most impressive teams in the NFL. I would say the Chiefs are one, and I'd say the Ravens are two in all the NFL. I'm throwing the NFC in there as well. Although the Packers looking pretty good at this point. But all the NFL, the Chiefs go on the road and they beat the Ravens. And not only that, this is a warning shot. A lot of people, everybody in ESPN, you know, would pick the Ravens to win this game. The Chiefs took it to heart. Tyron Matthew tweeting about it after the game. This team talks the talk and they walk the walk. They are the team right now that is difficult to beat. Look at the creativity that was used by Andy Reid tonight. The shovel pass to Anthony Sherman. And we see these plays copied by other teams. The great tackle eligible to Eric Fisher. I love big guy touchdowns. Love it. Everybody's going to be talking about Mahomes, and they're going to talk. And once again, the Chiefs had another leading receiver. Keep in mind, this team, through six weeks last season, had six different leading receivers. They have so many different weapons. Watkins led this team in receiving yards the first first week. Then it's Tyreek Hill. And today it was Travis Kelsey. 
I mean, just somebody every week stepping up for these Chiefs. McCole Harbin, a nice game, four catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes was brilliant, and everybody's going to be talking about him. But let's not forget about what Steve Spagnuolo in this defense did tonight. This Baltimore Ravens team runs the ball well. As a matter of fact, they run the ball better than anybody in the NFL. Anybody in NFL history. Last year, they set the rushing record, beating the 1978 New England Patriots, rushing as a team. They pound the football. They run the football. And what the Chiefs did tonight, and we've seen them have to come back from deficits, which I don't sweat because they have Patrick Mahomes, and he has seven double-digit comebacks in his career. They didn't need to, and they took the Ravens out of their game. Outside of the first drive, the Ravens look good, 67 yards. Get down to the eight, six, or, uh, field goal by Justin Tucker. But only 30 yards the rest of the half for the Baltimore Ravens. They tried to blitz Mahomes. They tried to blitz him quite a bit in this game. But Patrick Mahomes just kept getting the job done. 15 of 18 with a career-high three touchdowns when Don Week Martindale, the Ravens defensive coordinator, would blitz him. I was asked the question after the first postgame show, how do you stop the Chiefs? I don't know. One of the brightest minds, Wink Martindale, tried to, and you can't do it. There's just too many weapons. The Chiefs on the ground, nice little attack, get 132 yards rushing. When you look at the 64 yards by Clyde, the 26 by Mahomes, even Hill had 25 on that end of round. Chiefs threw the ball 42 times. They ran the ball 31 times. So able to run the ball, but they took the Ravens out of their game plan. They made him frustrated, confusing. Again, 21-1 and one in the regular season against everybody else. 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. This game not only served as one win for the Chiefs, this game served as two wins for the Chiefs. Because I think it's going to be the Chiefs and Ravens at the end of the year, whether they're 14-2 and two or 15-1, and one, battling for that number one seed. Remember the NFL expanded playoffs this year. Only one team gets to buy. Since 1990, 46 teams have made it to the Super Bowl by getting that first-round bye. It's important. Last year, the Chiefs were the number two seed, and they got a bye. It wouldn't happen this year if you're the number one, number two seed. So this counts as two wins. But the defense, to me, is a major storyline. We saw some things that we don't normally see. Dave Tobe had a kickoff return against him. The first return, whether a kick or a punt, in a game against Dave Tobe since he's been with Andy Reid. He's been here with Andy Reid since the beginning in 2013. But this defense stepped up, and it's stepping up against the biggest opponents. Steve Spagnuolo was brought in here, I believe, to knock off the New England Patriots, which were that roadblock for the Kansas City Chiefs at times. They were the king of the mountain, the king of the hill. As Ric Flair says, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! Well, the Chiefs are the Ravens' stumbling block. The thing in the back of your head says, mm, I can't get over this. Maybe there's something you do in your everyday life and you just can't do something. Right now, that something is the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson called them their kryptonite after the game. The Chiefs even lived four points off the board. Butker, that has been so nails for this team, missed the field goal on an extra point. There was four points left off the board there. Yeah, they had the unfortunate fumble by Darwin Thompson. Next drive, they had the ball to 50 and didn't get it on fourth and one. So they had some things not going their direction. But then we had Pat Mahomes counting the four in his hand. Now in the postgame, we'll hear from Pat later. So it's because he has four touchdowns. But we know what it was. 
NFL top 100, he was ranked fourth. No. Pat Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. Tonight he proved against Lamar Jackson, who everybody's on Lamar Jackson bandwagon, and for good reason. He's a damn good quarterback. He was completing 77% of his passes before tonight. No, this is this is Michael Jordan. This is Patrick Mahomes. That confidence, the preparedness of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Ravens, like the Chiefs, we talk about running it back, bringing all the people back. Well, the Ravens basically did the same thing. Yeah, they have Patrick Queen inserted there at linebacker, just like the Chiefs have rookies, like Clyde edwards Lair from LSU, both from LSU starting, but their coaching staff came back. It's basically the same team. They're running it back as well. But the Kansas City Chiefs served warning to everybody else in the NFL. This is the team. This is the team to beat next week, the New England Patriots, which we'll talk about plenty more on 610 Sports Radio. But now it's time to hear from you on the Cable Dom Arena Hotline. Let's hear it. Let's go no huddle. At the 40, foot race 30, see you later. A fade route right side is intercepted, intercepted, got it at the 20-yard line. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. That's right. Give us a call on the Cable Dom Arena hotline, 913-576-7610. Let's go quickly to Reggie. What's up, Reg? Hey, what's going on, Bink? How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling 3-0. Yeah, man, me too. I'm going to make this real quick, man. Um, shout out to the defense, bro. I, I think this defense constantly gets disrespected by the national media. I think the national media set themselves up for a huge slice, a humble pie with a side of brisket on the side. I wouldn't give them brisket either. Yeah, you know what? They, they, they don't get brisket. Humble uh, pie and crow is fine. Don't add the brisket. Yeah, yeah, straight up, bro. And then the last thing, I want, oh, and shout out to Willie Sneed, man. I, I know he's hurt. I was sad to see him go down, but Willie Sneed has been a sneaky, great draft pick. Uh, Willie Gay got some run tonight. Taco Charlton got some run tonight. Uh, and the and the main thing I wanna I wanna communicate to the Chiefs Kingdom and just to the national media if they if they uh, cluing in and they listening to Kansas City, bro, don't ever put Lamar Jackson in the same breath. It's Patrick Mahomes, bro. They are not the same. It's 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 Patrick, it's Russell, and Aaron Rodgers. That's the top tier quarterback. Lamar Jackson is not the quarterback that those two guys are. Stop putting him in that class. He doesn't throw the ball like uh, a top quarterback. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Lamar is a great player. But he's not the quarterback. Reggie, I don't, I don't want to do that, though. Oftentimes, we have big wins, and we say, well, he's not that good. Or, you know, like recruiting battles. When big schools lose their recruit, hey, we didn't want him anyway. I don't want to diminish the fact that Chiefs beat a hell of a quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he didn't look anything like Pat Mahomes. But, again, he's a hell of a quarterback. He's not. But, bro, I'm talking about the walk. I'm talking about the fact that if he can't throw to the court, if he can't walk up to a, to a, a, a tight end, not that guy. Let's call it what it is. Hey, Reggie, always love hearing from you, but the phone I can't hear from is a little bit scratchy. Let's go to Dan and KCK. Good evening, Dan. Good evening, 
didn't even think, how you doing, boy? Well, some game, I'll tell you, where do I start? First, Mahomes with the four touchdowns. I love the, the, the one, the Sherman, and then the Eric Fisher. And how would you like the fleet flicker, huh? To, uh, to uh, Edwards Rivera, that was great. How about that, that defense, uh, Spagnuolo, 97 yards? I'm a little surprised that, that John Harbaugh didn't uh, throw on that last play, didn't they, to get uh, Lamar Jackson on 100 yards and kneel down. And, you know, something, uh, I liked it how, uh, what was it, uh, yeah, BM, he lit in it. It was 20, the Chiefs left a lot of points on the board, you know, and he lit into him and then the 13 play drive. And I, I tell you something, I saw the America's game. I, have you seen that yet, Bink, of the 2019? America's game? Yeah, the Chiefs, yeah, they already put that, put that out. Yeah, every game they play is, Dan. Yeah, yeah, America's game, Chiefs uh, Super Bowl today. <laughs> yeah. So let's take care of the Patriots. Take care of yourself, Bink. All right, all right, Dan. Good hearing from you tonight, as always. Leaves the line open for you. Cable down Marina Hotline 913-576-7610. We're going to go to the wee hours in the morning. We started this bad boy last night at midnight. Cream Dog at 3 a.m. before we handed the torch to Dusty Likens. It's been 24. It's going to end up being 26 hours of straight Chiefs talk right here on 610 Sports Radio. Let's head to Bonner Springs and talk to our guy, TJ. What's up, TJ? What up, Bank? Hey, it is champs versus chokers tonight and i'll take the champs they were <laughs> underdogs somehow i put 200 bucks on the underdogs and they they cover for sure uh i don't know how the media keeps going on lamar's jock but you know i'll take that bet every day of the week twice on sundays um i have a question for you think though i'm just out of curiosity what is your opinion on the weak weakness of this team what is the <laughs> to you? You're going to give me that question again. That was posed in week one. I, yes, sir. You know what? I see weaknesses from time to time. I would have said tackling earlier in the season, stopping the run. Yeah, they, Baltimore got 158 yards rushing. But again, this team runs the football extremely well. They average 170 yards a game. Last year, they set the NFL record in, in rushing. But the tackling was short up tonight. I love that. Tedrick Thompson about the big hit. On the, uh, on the pass, Lamar Jackson threw. The timely hitting, the pass rush. Chris Jones, two forced fumbles, two sacks in this game. You need to think weakness. It's not special teams. I know that we saw a missed field goal, missed extra point, and for the first time in Dave Tobe's career with Kansas City, he gave up a uh, return touchdown. I- I'm not sure there is a weakness, to be honest with you. I guess at times if the team comes out and doesn't tackle and teams run on them, maybe that. But there's not much weaknesses with the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't really pinpoint one thing other than the tackling needs to but they improved it. I agree, man. Thank you. You're awesome, Mick. Have All a right. good night, man. Have a good night, brother. Leaves a phone line open for you. We got to go to a, a superhero. Batman in Lawrence. What's man. up, Batman? Thank you, man. Bink. You know you're the man. Yeah. I started uh, drinking the gravy at halftime, you know, and, and I felt bad about it because I thought it was going to be a good game and the people might turn off, turn the TV off, you know, and not watch it. But it turned out to be just perfect. And all I can tell you is there's a couple things. I mean, Marcus Peters needs to go ahead and retire. You know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tyree Kill caught one right on him. <laughs> Two times. Oh, I've seen yeah, yeah. flames coming out of him most of the time. But uh, Patrick, uh, I said he was going to get five, you know, five touchdowns. I thought he was going to do five TD passes, but he got four. And, um, but he I'm had a rushing of, one, though. 
I know that. And then I'm, I'm really I'm proud of my my man from LSU. You know, he, he he didn't have such a good game last time, but he was strong tonight. Uh, the defense running around, jumping crazy. Uh, and like I said, man, you know, I hate to say that Bulldog sometimes is right. Uh, but, you know, I told him that we were going to just keep this streak going, and I think we are, don't you, Binkster? Oh, I think the streak is going to go. I mean, you know, who's going to beat the Chiefs? I mean, you look at the schedule. Yeah, the Buffalo game on Thursday night looks daunting, but I, I will take Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes over anybody else. I just will. I think I Andy Reid is the best coach. I love our division, you know. Uh, the Raiders got belittled. Denver got choked. I mean, uh, what's left? We already beat San Diego. You know, and those two teams didn't really look good against good teams. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, our defense against Cam. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, we take care of the Patriots at home, and then we're, we're just going to glide right on through this season. You know we are, brother. Well, well, let's hope so, Batman. Let's hope so. Yeah, the Chiefs, uh, you know, you, you look the whole AFC West lost this week. I mean, the Chiefs are getting ready to put that five straight AFC West division title. Everybody lost. The Raiders at this point look like the second best team in the division, even though they got beat by the Patriots yesterday. Denver's got problems and injury problems. We might see Blake Bortles starting for that team. Chris Harris from the Chargers got injured. Maybe this injury keeps about six weeks. He's going to be out, they say. Derwin James already out. I mean, they, they, they have issues. So right now the Chiefs don't have issues, and that's a good thing. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDAF, HD2, Liberty. Radio.com station. Let's go to Nick in Olathe. What's up, Nick? Hey, Bink. What's going on, brother? How are you doing? Hey, pretty good. Hey, did Patrick Mahomes just do like a bat flip, bat flip behind the back, catch it and kiss it and throw it? He might He might be able to do that. Uh, when Kramer and I did the virtual Royals, we actually had Mahomes on, and he had this bat flip where he bit it behind the back and then – and kissed but, it and threw it down. I loved it. I'm still waiting for the behind-the-back pass. I think we're going to see that this year. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see it too. But, hey, I'll tell you one thing. You're forgetting one big stat tonight. What's that? 29 first downs. 29 first downs. Well, That's how many first downs. You know how I know how we have 29? Because I took a shot for every first down we got tonight. <laughs> how many the Ravens have? I don't know. I didn't 16. Hey, hey, but hey, you know, two weeks ago I called you up about Sammy Watkins. You forgot about him a little bit. I'm going to call him out again. Seven re- receptions. Hey, Sammy I talk Watkins. about Sammy. No. When I'm on different show, I talk about Sammy and the toughness he brings this wide receiving core. I'm all about it. You know, he helped this team. This offense had 517 yards, man. Didn't oh. matter who they have. Again, three straight, uh, three straight different leading receivers for this team. It doesn't matter. Somebody's going to step up each and every week for this team. That's just how good they are. I think they do as a collective. But I'm saying Sammy Watkins is doing it as an underscorer. He's just being someone that's not quite there, but he just does it. He's the, the quiet. He's the unsung hero. He's a he's a, uh, he's a guy that's willing to do everything. And thanks for the call, Nick. He's, he's willing to do everything. And I've always said, they mean, you know, he comes in the league, won the football. I get that. He goes to the Rams, was like their fourth leading receiver one year before the Chiefs got him. But he had eight touchdowns. He led the Rams in touchdowns. He's, he, I remember an L.A. Times uh, report on him. You know, he's, he's willing to take that back seat. How can I help the team? And he's brought that attitude to Kansas City. It's a big reason why I wanted to come back. He took less money, he comes back. But again, he does the little things. I call him Heinz Ward Light because he's willing to light you up if he can. I remember his press conference last week. He said, I don't mind going in and chipping a linebacker, hitting a linebacker. He'll mix it up. 
Love that Stephon Gilmore interaction he had last year against the Patriots when he put him on the ground. Looking forward to seeing that again. Let's head to Minnesota and talk to Morgan. What's up, Morgan? Hey, Binks. This is uh, your buddy Ty's cousin calling all the way from Minnesota. Whose cousin? My cousin's name is Ty. Oh, hi. Oh, Ty, yeah. Yes. So we've been talking about your radio station. You know, he went to school with you down at Pittsburgh State, I believe. Shout out, Gorillas. Yeah, so I just want to call in all the way from Cottage Grove, Minnesota. And uh, love my Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom all the way. They're going to go all the way to Super Bowl. Um, they're going to win it in. Why wouldn't they? Morgan, I appreciate the call up in Minnesota. What is wrong with the cell phone network tonight? A little bit scratchy. Jason in Olathe, what's going on? Hey, so I not, not to take anything away from uh, Baltimore, the Chiefs, but I've been saying the first three weeks of the season was not going to be great football by hardly any team with, with, with no preseason, very little real-world experience to practice. But I think the Chiefs are in regular season form now, and Baltimore was not yet. I think at this at, and this was a matchup of the season, in my opinion, or what should have been. I think if this matchup was week eight, do you think uh, it would have been a, a little bit more competitive? You know, do you, I don't think Baltimore would have rolled over the way they did. I just don't think... Uh, hey, the Chiefs had their number last year. Remember, they were up one time at 30-13 to 13 last year before the Ravens got some some points at the end of the game. I thought this is the biggest regular season matchup, whether it's the NHL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, you name it, because the Chiefs and the Ravens had 22 regular season wins combined. Uh, they, they haven't lost. The Ravens won, have won 14 straight regular season games until tonight, 14-1. and one. The Chiefs had won six straight last year, two this year, now three this year, so nine straight. They've won 12 straight games against the Chiefs. These teams just don't lose, except Baltimore loses to the Chiefs. Yeah, I just don't think Baltimore is in regular season format, and the Chiefs are. I think that's a lot of what happened tonight. Well, the Ravens looked good the first two weeks. Have you seen what they did? I mean, they were they were on a roll the first two weeks. They were pounding people. Yeah, well, it depends on the competition, too, right? That's why last week against the Chargers, and, and probably the Chiefs weren't throwing all their weapons at against the Chargers either. They wanted to keep a lot of weapons in their pockets to use this week. And well, we'll see. I, you know, here's the thing. I, we have to caution ourselves sometimes, I think, you know, when you want to say, well, Lamar's not that good. Anyway. Yes, he is. The Ravens are, yes, the Ravens were in regular season form. Ravens are one of the best teams in the NFL. I hate minimizing wins by downplaying the opponent. I just do. This is the NFL. And the Ravens are one of the best teams in the NFL. Again, they're 14-1 and one in their last 15 regular season games. They won 12 straight to finish the season. Of course, they choked to the Titans in the postseason. But they're a very good football team. They're well coached. They have a coach with a ring on his finger. It's a good football team, the Chiefs beat. I don't want to minimize what the Chiefs did to the Ravens. No, they went out and beat a very good football team today. Now, if the Chiefs would have gone out and beat the Jets... 34 to 20. And you want to call on me and say, well, it is the Jets. Okay. I could probably field 11 guys from 6'10 that could make a competitive game against the Jets. You know, they always say, could Alabama beat the worst team in the NFL? I bet Alabama would score some points. 
on the Jets. But Jalen Waddle gets touchdowns. But Dodgy Hargis will run over him. Devontae Smith will get some. I don't know if they beat the Jets. <laughs> I don't know if a college team. But the college football All-Stars used to, be, used to beat the NFL All-Stars back in the early 70s when they played that game. Anyway, we'll take a quick timeout. We come back. You want to be listening because we're going to give you the play of the game, which if you, in turn, listen to Fesco in the morning tomorrow at 930, you call in with that uh, player involved in the play of the game for $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with the chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese Jewelry. Go a long way if you're planning on getting engaged, married, or just how about a, how about a nice gift for your spouse? So anyway, the play of the game next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. A remarkable acrobatic scramble. And the kick is good. He got it. A 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Mazarese Jewelry, in the business of forever. 27 to 20, Kansas City. They have first down and goal to go at the Raven two-yard line. Make a hand, a short roll, throw back, left, wide open, Eric Fisher, a tackle eligible. Eric Fisher, the fish, jumps out of the pond and goes into the sweet nectar of the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City on a tackle eligible to Eric Fisher. That's our play of the game. That made the score 34 to 20. Nobody covered Big Fish. Love seeing offensive linemen get touchdowns. But anyway, that is our play of the game. Calling at 930 in the morning, the Fesco in the morning to name Eric Fisher a player involved. It could be Pat Mahomes because he threw the Patrick Mahomes because he threw the ball for a $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with the chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese jewelry so just remember that play and give bob Kling and ryan wakowski a phone call on that tomorrow andy reed now 225 uh, uh wins regular season and postseason six all time four behind curly lambeau andy reed sitting with 210 most regular season wins number six he's uh 16 behind curly lambeau there chiefs won 12 straight games that is a uh, 12, sweet, 12 straight regular season and postseason games. That's the most in franchise history. The Chiefs have uh, nine consecutive regular season wins, tied for the longest regular season streak in franchise history. The Chiefs 3-0 start to begin this season marks the fourth consecutive season. The team has started this year with at least three consecutive wins. Yeah, we talked about how the Chiefs you know, have these early deficits and they have to come back and win, but this team is now 3-0 and in four consecutive seasons. So getting off to that, but Pat Mahomes uh, now 10-0 and in the month of September. Uh, just unbelievable stuff. 3,300 yards passing, uh, 32 passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdowns, and zero interceptions. With five 20-plus uh, uh, yard passes in tonight's game, Mahomes moves in the third place in franchise history with 135 career 20-plus yard passes. So the hits keep continuing for the Kansas City Chiefs and their record-setting offense. Uh, the sideline reporter of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs is Josh Klingler. Of course, you can hear him at 558 each and every day with Fesco in the morning. He's our eye on the Kansas City Chiefs and what he thought tonight 
Here's uh, Josh Klingley. Joining us now, the chief sideline guru. I call him guru because that's what he is. He's also Josh Klingler from Fesco in the morning. Josh, what a night for the Kansas City Chiefs, asserting their dominance once again against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, just kind of, you know, inflicting their will on, on both sides. I don't know what I'm most impressed with. And then, you know, all told, the offense has a great night. The defense, after really kind of the opening drive, really played well. And then uh, they have so much room yet to grow, right? I mean, there's still plenty of things to work on, too, which is super encouraging. I mean, they beat the, uh, you know, arguably one of the best teams in the AFC pretty soundly tonight, and yet the, the Chiefs haven't even come close to hitting their ceiling. But, uh, man, they pulled out all the stops offensively, uh, ran a whole bunch of uh, tricks out of the Andy Reid bag of offense, and then, uh, like I said, I was really, really impressed with the uh, with the defense tonight. We knew the challenge that that running game was going to face, and and uh, they did a decent job against the run, and then absolutely shut down the passing attack and, and win this one going away. What was your favorite trick play? Was it the uh, shovel to Anthony Sherman, or was it the Eric Fisher touchdown, who becomes the first overall number one pick since Keyshawn Johnson to get a touchdown? I will tell you mine, Kling. It's Eric Fisher. Guys that yeah. don't score touchdowns, big guy touchdowns are the <laughs> best. I mean, Anthony Sherman's been in the end zone. He's been in the Pro Bowl. Uh, I'll take the Fisher one. I have I am not great at math, but I did calculate that the uh, 2013 draft class that remains with the Chiefs have now combined for 40 receiving touchdowns, 39 from Travis Kelsey and uh, <laughs> and one from Eric Fisher. Uh, great hands by Fish, though. Wasn't yeah, it? I mean, he reached up, had a did you really kind of. Caught that ball, stuck in his hands. That was a pretty good, pretty good play. Yeah, Reed said that Fisher's been telling him he has good hands, which you know, in a clutch situation that game, Andy Reed trust. Well, he said he got a little nervous when he jumped. He got a little nervous <laughs> when he had to leave his feet to catch that football. Obviously, we're going to be talking and laughing about the Fisher touchdown and you know the shovel pass from Mahomes, uh, the 385 passing yards from Patrick Mahomes, the five touchdowns that he accounted for in that game, but really. The defense, to me, outside of 67 yards on that first drive for Baltimore, took over five minutes on the clock to get the Justin Tucker field goal, they only allowed 30 yards for the Baltimore Ravens in the first half after that first drive. I know that we like to talk about the flash, but, man, was there some serious physicality from that defense tonight. They really stood up in my mind. The Baltimore Ravens, who've been really good offensively through the first two weeks and have a really – high-powered offense, you held them to one short field touchdown tonight. I mean, I, I couldn't have couldn't have predicted that. A kick return for a score and a short field touchdown. I mean, the defense was outstanding tonight. The corners uh, absolutely shut things down. Uh, I just couldn't be more impressed with the defense. And then late in the game when it got a little bit closer than maybe it should have, they come up with back-to-back sacks and Frank Clark what do you say about that guy? Just comes up big with another huge sack in in a, in a moment for the uh, for the Chiefs late in the game. Um, yeah, I, I I was thoroughly impressed with the defense. You're going to always have those Patrick Mahomes games, and he was ridiculous tonight. Yeah. The way he carved up Baltimore's offense. But yeah, to me, I'm I'm getting a little uh, tip of the cap to the uh, to the defense because I think a lot of people were doubting that uh, they could kind of stick their cleat in the ground and, and put a stop to this Ravens offense, and they for the most part did. Two what two twenty one I think. Uh, total yards tonight, 
Um, that's that's really really impressive for this defense. Andy Reid now six and one lifetime against the Ravens, going back to the Eagles days. Patrick Mahomes continues his dominance in the month of September: thirty three touchdowns, no interceptions in his career. I, I don't know what this is going to do to Baltimore psyche. Lamar Jackson after the game called the Chiefs their kryptonite, which clearly they are. They're twenty one and one against everybody else in the regular season. Zero and three against Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what it sets in their mind because to me, Kling, I not only looked at this as one win, but I looked at it as two wins because this could keep the Chiefs relaxing as the only bye in the AFC, one team instead of two. So I look at this game really as a two-game swing. Yeah, I called it ahead of time. I thought this was an opportunity for the Chiefs to kind of put the stiff arm on everybody and prove they are indeed the defending champions. And then the Ravens had everything to gain from tonight, right? They win this game tonight. And they're the talk of the NFL, not just for this week, but for the remainder of the season in the AFC. And the Chiefs, for all intents and purposes, would be chasing for the remainder of it. Well, instead, uh, when you have the Chiefs with the victory, they just put their their dominance on the entire AFC and puts everybody kind of on notice. And, yeah, the Ravens, how how are they uh, not having nightmares about the Chiefs? I mean, the Chiefs are thoroughly in their heads now. And even if it comes to a playoff matchup, how will they not have that in the back of their mind once again? So yeah, that's a huge victory for uh, for the uh, for the Chiefs and a, and a massive psyche blow for the uh, Ravens. Talking to the Chiefs sideline guy Josh Klingler, also from Fesco in the morning, and Kling, the Patriots coming up next for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know, a lot of people pouring dirt on that team beforehand. We know that the the Patriots were kind of like the Chiefs were to the Ravens there for a while, kind of that stumbling block you have to get over. But as far as Tier 2 teams in the NFL, I do believe, you know, back-to-back challenging games because the Patriots, I believe, have put themselves as one of the better teams in the AFC along with Pittsburgh, and I guess you could throw Tennessee and maybe add the Colts to that mix. But really, the New England Patriots have, uh, outside of the Chiefs and Ravens, impressed me in the AFC. Well, and, and then you have, you know, the Chiefs playing on Monday night, so the Patriots have a little more rest. You have uh, Bill, Bill Belichick was probably, you know, jotting down notes during tonight's game as well, and he's as good a preparer as anybody. And then, uh, you know, a little bit of the unknown. This is not the Patriots team we're, we're used to seeing. It's certainly an offense we're not used to seeing. Uh, the Chiefs will have to be good once again uh, defensively in the in the run game, the power run game with the with the quarterback. Obviously now the Patriots coming in, and their defense looks uh, pretty good, despite the fact that they you know, had a bunch of opt-outs for the season. I've been really impressed. And, and watching the, the Patriots thus far, and so yeah, this will uh, this will be a big game coming up on Sunday as well, on a, on a rather shorter a shorter week certainly than the Patriots have, um, you know, having played on on Sunday versus the Chiefs on Monday. Hear all those games on 106.5 The Wolf, and hear pregame and postgame simulated on both 106.5 The Wolf and 610 Sports Radio, where you can hear Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, all morning long tomorrow. Plus, Dayton Hughes, the color commentator. Um, for the Kansas City Chiefs comes on um, every Monday with Fesco in the morning as well. So you get a lot of taste of the Kansas City Chiefs. Kling, it's going to be a weird season. Final thought here. No, the Chiefs can't be playing in a stadium that's kind of like a home field advantage for the other team because there's no crowd there. I guess there was 250 people, but come on. I couldn't even hear them. Um, (laughs) I mean, we're not coaches, so we can look ahead. You know, I looked at it, you know, stumbling blocks when the schedule came out. Okay, Baltimore, this could be tough if the Chiefs can get over this one. I was thinking, you know, where are they going to lose? And you always have to think of Buffalo because it's a Thursday night game, a short week. But 
man, I mean, what they what they did tonight shows they can beat anybody anywhere, and it doesn't matter. Yes, the Buffalo game will probably be tough, but let's face it, Kansas City Chiefs can get the job done if they get the job done tonight. Yeah, when the schedule originally came out, I, I kind of circled that Buffalo game and said, well, that's the one kind of to watch out for. Short week and a Thursday night on the road. Uh, but it's also another Andy Reid protege, right? And the Chiefs have shown through three games they can win in various fashions. So uh, they're probably the most flexible, adaptable team uh, out there. So, you know, why, uh, why overthink it right now, right? I mean, they're going to be the favorite from here on out in every single game the remainder of this season. And, uh, you know, the Buffalo game, I think, is tough on the road. Um, they're going to continue to get every team's best shot, uh, but there's no sense picking against the Chiefs right now because they they prove that some way somehow they're going to come away with a, a win and and a, and a dominant coming off a dominant performance over uh, over the Ravens tonight. Uh, they put the rest of the AFC certainly on notice. Great call tonight by Mitch Holtus, Dalen Hughes, and yourself on 106.5 The Wolf. Kling will be listening at 5:58 in the morning when you're on with Fesco in the morning. All right, off to bed. Good night, Bank. Thanks, Kling. Take care. There you go, Josh Klingler. I did give a shout-out to Art Haynes, too, huh? Pre and post. Love listening to Art. I mean, I, I love that. But, yes, the Chiefs did put everybody on notice in this game. And think about this defense again, the secondary as well, how good they were. Uh, this from Next Gen Stats. The Chiefs' primary cornerbacks allowed a combined 10 receiving yards when targeted as the nearest defender. Rashad Fenton, four targets, one reception, zero yards against him. Shavarius Ward was targeted twice. One reception, six yards. Legereus Sneed, two targets, one reception, and four four yards. He was banged up. We'll learn a little bit more about that injury later. I'll come back with the injury report from the Kansas City Chiefs. Plus, we'll hear from Pete Sweeney and Coach Andy Reid. All next on the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Welcome back, 34-20, dominant win for the Kansas City Chiefs over the Baltimore Ravens. Here's your injury report. Chris Jones uh, tweaked his growing at the end of the game, according to Andy Reid. Legereus Sneed, uh, the collarbone, will have further test on his shoulder back in Kansas City. Before the game, you might remember it was Andrew Wiley, who Rimmers got to start tonight at guard. Uh, stomach ailment went to the hospital, and there was thoughts maybe it's uh, appendicitis. Um, it was Mac Derrick had said that uh, doesn't have appendicitis, been confirmed, or any other serious condition. Actually, headed back to the stadium to join the team, so that's always good. For other latest news, the uh, editor in chief, ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider that you hear. Various times throughout the week on 610 Sports Radio. Andy joined me last night at midnight to 3 a.m. show. Pete, what a win. Anytime a little bit of Chiefs knowledge, happy to join you. On the clock, as last night, it's worth it, right? This is worth the point of wanting to see the Chiefs and Ravens on Monday Night Football. And I think my grand takeaway from this game, 34 to 20, is that if you just look at the score, it's going to seem a lot closer than it was. This was a, a full domination of what other people would call the only other real threat to the use in the AFC. It's just a massive, massive win for Kansas City. No, I'm with you on that. I mean, of course, they had that touchdown return. 
that was seven points. But just the dominant defense, the 30 yards of offense from the uh, the Baltimore Ravens after that first drive of 67 yards. I know we're going to talk a lot about Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins looking good. But, man, this defense to me was kind of the story of the night, getting four sacks in the game, making things uncomfortable for Lamar Jackson and kind of taking the Ravens out of their game plan. I mentioned how good these cornerbacks were when targeted tonight. Uh, Legereus Sneed does have the injury. Still have to keep an eye on that one. But just your overall thoughts on this defense, because I'm not sure they're going to get the credit that they deserve. Yeah, you know what? I, I think the offense is what we know about, right? I mean, yeah, that was struggles last week, and it was a little bit nerve-wracking. But we know after it's all said and done, the offense is going to go. Defense has always been the question with this team, even dating to the Super Bowl team last year. And to have the performance they did, you mentioned it, 67 yards on the first drive to the Ravens, and then only 30 thereafter, in the first half, certainly things unwinded a little bit toward the end of the game. But that's going to happen. But to hold Bateman to three points in the first half, take away, uh, you know, return to nothing to do with the defensive unit. That's just an incredible, incredible job. And you have this Ravens team that everybody talks about as one of the more prolific offenses in the NFL. And especially after a poor effort in the first two games to have to face Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram and everything the Ravens like to do on the ground, a really unique offense, and to perform the way they did, I just think was a testament to the tenacity of both Steve Spagnuolo and the units. I really like the way that Chris Jones and Frank Clark looked. Juan Thornhill finally seemed to have some bump in his step as he comes back from that ACL injury. He felt really good about the coverage in this game, despite Ward not starting the game with Fenton and Steve. Hope Sneed's okay. He almost had three interceptions and three He was leading the NFL, but you're right. The defense was good. We got a look at Willie Gates tonight. So a lot of things to write home about on both sides of the football. Hey, Pete, can you hang on one second? We're going to call you right back and get a clear line. Sure. All right, all right, Pete, we'll call you right back on that. We'll get the uh, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, when we get just a little bit better of a connection. But, yeah, I mean, this defense – deserves a ton of credit for what they did tonight. I mean, you know, we, we've heard people say, yeah, this is Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's one thing I don't want to hear tomorrow is, is how Lamar Jackson. Now, if you want to talk about how Patrick Mahomes clearly owns him, that's fine. He does. But Lamar Jackson's still a good quarterback. Remember, this team had 14 straight regular season wins. He's 21-1 and one against everybody else. 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes. Pete, any more news that you heard? I guess uh, I heard that Andrew Wiley um, actually made it back, does not have appendicitis. I guess the collarbone, there'll be more tests on Legereus Sneed going forward. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, and and I, I hope he's all right. He's played really well at the beginning of the season. I don't know if you guys heard me before I cut out on the last uh, thing I was saying, but he nearly had three interceptions in three games. It's been such a pleasant surprise for the Chiefs. I know we had gotten on the personnel staff about the 18 draft, but this next draft seems to be nails just like the last one. And Steve, I think, is a big part of that. So we're wondering and seeing how his collarbones uh, will, will, I guess, test. The collarbone can sometimes be fickle. So you wonder how that goes. I'm, I'm also wondering and, and seeing how Chris Jones was. Uh, Andy Reid did mention the tweaked groin towards uh, the beginning of his press conference. 
Boy, he Chris Jones was uh, dominant again. Two sacks, two forced fumbles. The Chiefs end up getting one of those. But, you know, I thought that pass rush really gave Lamar Jackson it fits. Yeah, he got his 83 yards rushing in the game, but I just thought that they just applied pressure. Not only that, the Chiefs tackling was night and day difference between the Chargers game. Yeah, the tackling was, was outstanding uh, when you compare it to certainly the first two weeks of the season. And it seemed like the Chiefs knew that they had to improve in that regard and they were able to adjust. I, I noted the Anthony Hitchens had a nice hit, uh, Tedrick Thompson, some names that you know you wouldn't expect stepped up in this game. thought it was good to see Jones get the sacks. Uh, the healthy Jones and Frank Clark really are a force to be reckoned with up front. That was something I asked Frank Clark with. Uh, at his press conference, is how is it to be the close? He acknowledged it. Frank Clark is awesome because he talks the talk and he walks the walk. And the one thing he says is, uh, I'm going to call myself the closer. i got to follow up with it in the game. I don't think Lamar Jackson was ever really comfortable. The Chiefs held him to over, or I should say, 100 passing yards in this game. And he was really the only one who could do any damage on the ground. Every other player, the, the Chiefs, defense proved in a, it's just something you didn't expect. I expect this game to be much was never that because of how well the Chiefs defense performed. Pete, uh, as I mentioned, you know, the last last year, six, uh, six different leading receivers for this team through the first six weeks before uh, Hill and Kelsey kind of took over the rest of the way. Well, we have three games now in a row with a different leading receiver, and I'll bring back the same question. I had on the post-game show, Arrowhead Pride post-game show, the first week of the season. You know, what, what, what's a weakness of this team? I mean, I see that, you know, you know tackling was, wasn't as great in Los Angeles, was better tonight. Uh, you can try to blitz Mahomes, but he was 15 of 18 when uh, pressured with an extra pressure uh, from the Baltimore Ravens, three touchdowns uh, tonight. So he set a record with yards and touchdowns when pressured. I, I just, I, yes, and somebody called me in again tonight and said, uh, What's the weakness? I, I don't know, and I can't explain it because every little thing that seems wrong, they correct. Yeah, on a, on a week to week, correcting a lot of their weaknesses. You know what the biggest weakness of this team right now is, Jay? It's time. It's time. Can we play the playoffs? Can we see if they can contend with some of the better teams in the NFL? Because now I'm like, okay, you could make a case. Maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers are interesting. We'll see how the Chiefs do against the New England Patriots next week, but it just really seems like could it compete with this Chiefs team. It might be one of those NFC high-powered offense teams like we've seen with the Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys. I, I just think the Chiefs are such the class of the AFC, and yeah, there were those problems. And you got to do it every week. I just kind of saying I'm jumping ahead here, but it, it just feels like, okay, if this team stays healthy, how do you see them not getting 12, 13 wins once again. Now you have the edge of the Baltimore Ravens. And if you take care of your for the rest of the season, you're able to stay healthy. You should be in good position to get that lone AFC bye. And again, I, I don't want to pass Bill Belichick. Now, just don't see who contends with the Chiefs for the top seed. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things too, Pete. When you when you look at this team, um, just just the way that they're prepared each and every week and. And the one thing, too, uh, about this team, Pete, that we, we saw from the Chiefs tonight is they have, they, they've had some slow starts where they, they've come from behind. Mahomes has had to come back. He's got those seven double-digit comesbacks in his career. I just felt tonight 
by jumping off that hot start. It took the Baltimore Ravens kind of out of their game plan. But the Chiefs, for the fourth consecutive year, 3-0. and And they're on their longest winning streak in their career, combined postseason and regular season wins. So, yeah, at times they do get off the slow starts. But they're 3-0 and for the fourth straight year, which is important in this league. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I know last point, we are seeing different receivers lead each and every game. It had seen this year and maybe even years prior that Andy Reid would pick a certain weapon each. We're going to run the offense through this guy, where this year it seems like much more lit. And I think that's tough to defend because the Chiefs have multiple reads, and I think Patrick Mahomes' understanding of the offense opposing defenses has gotten deeper and deeper where he can look multiple ways on every single play, and I think you're seeing the impact of that on the football field. And you mentioned uh, the slow starts. I really felt like the Chiefs, especially if you're looking at some of these tweets after the game, you can read a few if you want, Jay. We retweeted them on the Arrowhead Pride Twitter account. But if you're looking at some of these tweets after the game, the Chiefs felt disrespected. Don't ever let the Chiefs tell you at a press conference that they're not looking at all the hoop. As each and every one of them, I think, tweeted out the fact that the experts were wrong. You had the United Football crew picking yeah. against them. And they felt a little bit disrespected. And we had made fun, Jay. I've been on the air with you. We've made fun of Julian Edelman in previous years yeah. saying bet against us. But that's a real thing. I, it, I, I really believe in it. Where they came out tonight and they said, you don't want to put the Ravens ahead of us? Did you guys forget who we are? And they came out and they ran in the gauntlet. And you could even call us a comeback victory because the Ravens scored first. But the Ravens were never really in it. I, the only time that the Ravens were in it, it was the Chiefs making their own mistakes, stumbling the football, going with a, a not-so-good play call on fourth and one. And you saw that and, and the special teams blunder in the first half. Aside from those self-inflicted wounds, it was never out, never out of hand, I thought, for Kansas City tonight. Yeah, I love when teams are great and can find that extra motivation. Because when you're good, sometimes you get content. But if you can always find that little extra chip, that little extra motivation. But yeah, we know who they are. Evil Knievel once said when asked why he jumps over things. He says, do you know who the hell I am? What's well, the Chiefs. Do you know who the hell they are? They go out and win each and every week. Pete, I'm not going to minimize. I've seen a few people kind of minimize the Baltimore Ravens that – you know, LMR is just not cracked up to what he should be, but it's just still a team that's 14-1 in their last 15 regular season games. I'm not going to diminish how good. I think it doesn't do the Chiefs – I think it does a great disservice to them by not giving them the proper due for beating a damn good football team in the Ravens. I'm not going to take the Ravens off the Tier 1 line in the AFC, but next week you get a, a little bit of the view. I would put the New England Patriots in Tier 2 with those Baltimore – or excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers and – Maybe the Titans, I know they're winning close games, but they're still winning. And the Colts that have looked good the last couple of weeks, except for the Jaguars game in the beginning. But this, who's shaping up in Tier 2 to be that next best team? Buffalo Bills, you could put them in there as well. Of course, they're undefeated. Yeah, it's tough to say right now. I just, I, I, you know, I think there are a bunch of teams that would fall in that Tier 2. Where you don't really know what they are yet. I, I think Week 1, for example, I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers were a lot better than they looked Week 2. They're still 3-0. and You have a Titans team that's 3-0 and that could have lost every single one of those games. I really feel like it looked the best. You know, I, I was impressed with the fact that they were even have a really consistent game against the Las Vegas Raiders, who was 
uh, the week prior, and they were able to get victory 36-20 this past week. They almost came close to beating the Seattle Seahawks, who I would consider the second or third best team in the NFL. Next week will be a test, and I think we need to know that going in. I don't, I don't think the Patriots are just going to roll over. Now, that being said, if the Chiefs take care of that game, it's hard to, to think that there's a loss in their future. I think the next best chance would be the short rest and having the face of really good yeah. Buffalo Bills team who seems to have turned the page a little bit here. I've told you this, too, going into the game. We talked about it about 24 hours ago on 610 Sports Radio that if the Chiefs somehow got through this gauntlet, what I called it was the Ravens, the Patriots, the Raiders, and then the Bills on short rest, that rest of the schedule was winnable. And so we are looking at three weeks here. The Chiefs go 3-0. and I would be hard-pressed to find a loss on their schedule the rest of the way, even including teams like the Bucks and Saints, who, while they're good and they have a good quarterback, they've shown to be a little bit more flawed than the Chiefs. So if they stay healthy, this could be a, a miraculous and historic, historic year in Kansas City. Pete Sweeney, Editor-in-Chief, ArrowheadPride.com. He's our Chiefs insider here. And we have a new show. Well, not a new show. It's coming back again. But Arrowhead Pride Radio starts this Wednesday 6 o'clock, it'll be Pete Sweeney and myself right here on 610 Sports Radio. Looking forward to that, Pete. That's right. 60 minutes of Pete and Jay. I know you'll have uh, the Bang Energy energy drinks. And I'll, have now. The bang energy, I'll have the Bang Energy takes. <laughs> All right, Pete. Look forward to it. See you Wednesday night. All right. Smell you later, Jay. Ah, stop that, man. Kramer, why don't you hang up on Pete before he does that? Or dump it for me. Dump it. We let, comp- we let Pete continue to disrespect me at the end of his calls. It's dumped. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go back to the Cable Dahmer Arena Hotline, 913-576-7610, and hear what you have to say, Kansas City, or those in the Chiefs' kingdom and beyond. Let's go to Lee Summit and talk to Grant. What's up, Grant? Bink, what's going on, man? You know what? It's 3-0. That's what's going on. Yes, sir. So, uh, so Pete kind of stole my thunder a little bit, but don't but let Pete you... ever steal your thunder. Because <laughs> if he steals your thunder, he'll take your lightning right next. So, so the defense tonight—that's what I want to focus on. Of okay. course, the off- of course the offense is going to be good, but my goodness, that defense is flying all over the place. Chris no, Jones. no, you're right. You're right. We're going to talk about the offense. You know, I mean, they, they're spectacular, and Mahomes is fantastic, but. You're right. This defense was kind of a concern. People are like, whoa, man, the Chargers are running all over us. The Texans are running well. Are the Chiefs going to be able to stop? What are the Ravens going to do? The Chiefs' weakness is stopping the run. The Ravens run better than everybody, but I thought this defense stepped up in a big way. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Lamar didn't do much, and, and Ingram, how many yards did Ingram have? I mean, less than 50, right? I mean, it was. It- they ran for 158 as a team. Of course, 83 of those came. From Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards pumped in 39 yards, Ingram 30. J.K. Dobbins, he's a great running back at Ohio State. They don't give him the ball, and I don't know why. One carry, six yards. He only had two carries for 48 yards the week before, so it's an embarrassment of riches for the Ravens. Yep, Bink, I agree. I appreciate the time, buddy. Hey, thanks for the call, Grant. Uh, Thanks for staying up with us. I much appreciate that. I remember Kramer and I were on last night, midnight to 3 a.m., and I was asking you know, people, are you sleeping or are you just waiting up for this game? I mean, this was a big game, and I don't want to minimize it. This, this Ravens team is a good football team. Yes, they they choke in the postseason. 
but they'd won their last 14 straight regular season games. They have the league's MVP in Lamar Jackson. Now, of course, we might disagree with that because sometimes the best guy doesn't win. There's a nobody more important to their team than Patrick Mahomes. He is the MVP. And oftentimes, guys that are the best are the best coaches that do the best job. A lot of times, the coach that wins a national championship in college football or the coach that wins the Super Bowl or or managers, I mean, like Ned Yost, they did the voting beforehand. He was the manager of the year in 2014. He can't do it. And, you know, Pat Mahomes is the most valuable player to his team. He's the most valuable player in this league. The guy continues to make better and better decisions each and every week. He's already a damn good quarterback. But again, 33 touchdowns passing, zero interceptions in the month of September in his career. That means you get off to a fast start. You put your stamp on your team. The leadership is there. He had the leadership in the locker room as soon as he took over. And I know his, his mom had tweeted out the calling Patrick, not Pat, to the broadcasters ESP. And Pat is his dad. Well, Pat told Patrick, you got to learn their respect in the locker room. You know, that's what he did his first year. It wasn't about doing endorsements. As Agent Lee Steinberg, you know, he came on the show and he said, you know, we're not taking the endorsements. He could have done them. You've probably seen Baker Mayfield do a million commercials. And he was doing them before he became, so he's still not become something yet. Brady Quinn had commercials before he did anything. Pat Mahomes won the earned respect of his teammates in the league before he did it. And he continues to develop and grow. This guy, this guy's 25. Can you imagine the decisions he makes when he's like 30 years old? He knows everything. He's seen everything. Teams have thrown everything at him. And he even said in the post game that some of the blitzes and stunts that Steve Spagnola were doing against him in practice helped him out. You see the 15 of 18 when facing pressure, three touchdowns when they were blitzing. I mean, it was unbelievable. The Chiefs coaching staff continues to help try to develop him against other people. Jordan Tiamu, the XFL player, played at Ole Miss in college. He was running the football and simulating Lamar Jackson in practice, all to get ready for the Chiefs going to the next level. Let's go to Lone Jack and talk to our guy, Neil. What's up, Neil? I know you don't sleep. No, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm tired tonight, boy, but I don't, I'm, I'm not sleeping, Jay. I'm not sleeping. I'm high on life, high on these Chiefs. It's an unbelievable win. Congratulations to the entire team from top to bottom, from rookies to the wily old veterans. I mean, the entire team looked great. But in particular, I'd like to shout out to Eric Fisher. Great game for him. Um, I thought Assembly looked dirty tonight, for sure. Uh, he was great. Um, Travis, awesome game. Hardman. McCall, I'm sorry. I didn't play you. I played Hollywood Brown. I still won my game in fantasy, but, geez, what an idiot I am. Um, gosh, just such a great win from top to bottom. Where, you know, one more step to run it back where, you know, we've got three down. we got 16 to go, right? Three down, 16 to go for that 19-0 season. Glorious 19-0. That's, that's, the, that's what they're aiming for. That's what they're aiming for. That's what Patrick wants. That's what the whole team is aiming for. And, gosh, after getting this one, if we can get the Patriots next week, who's going to beat us, Bank? Who's going to beat us? I, I, I could see us having maybe a little bit of trouble with Oakland. Maybe with Vegas, rather. Um, you know, but, the Bills on Thursday know, night would be one that you'd the, say, okay, you yeah, got to have your yeah. A game in that one. For sure, yeah. The Bills on Thursday night is going to be tough. But, I mean, otherwise, it's a great night, Jay, isn't it? Oh, it's a great night, Neil. Enjoy that. 
You know, last night we were asking what you're going to make for dinner tonight. I mean, what what'd you guys end up doing? Kramer and I were asking people. We, we had several want chili. They were doing chili night. Great night for chili, I would say. A lot of buffalo wings going on in the city. You know, how were you playing any deal? Let me throw some numbers at you guys. We all know how good Lamar Jackson is at running the football. But keep this in mind. This is rushing on scrambles since week 10 of 2019. Going into this game, as far as rushing on scrambles, when the quarter when the play breaks down on the quarterback scrambles, Lamar Jackson, 249 yards. All right, that's good. Patrick Mahomes, 325 yards. That's better. First downs on quarterback scrambles since week 10 of 2019. Lamar Jackson, 13. Patrick Mahomes, 21. Edge Mahomes in those two categories. Touchdowns on scrambles when the play breaks down. Lamar Jackson, zero. Patrick Mahomes, three. So sometimes it's not when you run, it's when you run, it's effective. Now, I will say Pat, or Lamar Jackson has 1,284 yards rushing on designed runs since he started, and that's a phenomenal number. But Patrick Mahomes, 19 passing touchdowns on the run, most in the NFL since 2018, according to next-gen stats. Just completely unbelievable. Let's go to Olathe and talk to my favorite Marine, Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's going on, brother? How are you? Hey, man. I hey, I got quite uh, – well, you're the best bartender in North Kansas City, correct? You know what? I'm not bad for – you know what? I did get my bartending license in the city of Kansas City because I bartended one night. It was to help a buddy, and I thought I did pretty good. Yeah, I think you did pretty good too, man. I, I was there. Yeah, I appreciate it. I was drinking more than I served, but, you know. But, hey, I was helping you out, and I was like, hey, give me another one. You drink a lot, Nick. Uh, hey, man, you know, 29 shots, 29 first down. <laughs> I was aware, man. I kept filling your glasses. <laughs> hey, I hey, I believe in two goods and one bad. All right, two goods and one bad. Give it to me. Okay. Patrick Mahomes completed eight passes or completed, uh, completed passes to eight different receivers. Good thing, right? Including the tackle. But, yeah, but the Sherman one was better. Sorry, I disagree on on that one. You know, I like the Sherman one. That was creative. I mean, we'll start to see this because the Broncos have run this shovel pass like Andy Reid, but that was pretty sweet. You know, I mean, that's a true shovel that either the Sherman. But I got to say, Nick, whenever there can be a fat guy touchdown, whenever an offensive lineman gets that that ball, I got to go with Derek Fisher because it's not something we see. Nobody, you look at these weapons, Hill and Kelsey and Watkins and Demarcus Robinson, Clyde, you name it. No, Eric Fisher, come on. If you're playing the Chiefs, you got all these weapons you have to take care of, and now you have to watch Eric Fisher? <laughs> Jay, Jay, you, you believe in the big guys. I believe in the punters. That's fine. We all have our things. You're a punter guy. Kramer's a kicker guy, and I'm a I'm a I'm an offensive lineman getting a touchdown guy. That, I mean, there's nothing better. They're both am- they're all amazing, by the way. They're all amazing. They're, of course, Nick. My, my my second good thing is four sacks for the defense. Yeah, ten sacks on the season now for the Chiefs. Yeah, ten total, but four tonight. Yep, and they're also the sixth best defense scoring defense in the NFL. So. You might bend at times, but you're not breaking. Right. But here's my bad, because I believe, you know, you, you always strive for perfection, but perfection's is impossible. That the special teams touchdown that we gave up, how mad is Dave Tope? He, he's, he's frustrated. He's a pro. And it's the first time it's happened since 2013 with the Chiefs. First time anybody's returned a kick or a punt. And don't tell me that Dave Tobe's not thinking about it on the flight back from Baltimore. 
He'll be thinking about it when he gets back to Kansas City. Pros are pros, and when things happen, they fix them. I have no doubt this will not happen against the Chiefs the rest of the year. All right, Jay. Hey, the, I mean, the, pleasure calling you, and hey, love your show. Well, thanks, Nick. I always appreciate it. And thanks for serving our country as well. Coming up next, we like to do it. Touchdown Kansas City. The great calls of Mitch Holtis in this game as I look back at the scoring in this game tonight between Kansas City and Baltimore through the voice of the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch Holtis, plus here from Andy Reid, the locker room, and others. When we come back on the Arrowhead Pride post game show. This is the Arrowhead Pride post game show presented by Seventh Street Casino, six ten Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride post game show presented by Seventh Street Casino. And welcome back, Jay Binkley and Kramer Sansone. Well. The scoring plays that we do each and every week brought to you by the great Mitch Holtis. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Floating a pass, Kelsey near side, over the shoulder, makes the catch in traffic. Mahomes faking a handoff, throwing long, coming near side, Tyree Carroll, burning the Broncos, a 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Slant pattern intercepted at the 40-35, coming to the near side, it's one for Hill. Highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City! Brought to you by Olathe Ford Lincoln. The Baltimore Ravens struck first against the Kansas City Chiefs, driving down the field before it was Justin Tucker putting the Ravens on the board first. 26-yard attempt by the most accurate kicker in NFL history, Justin Tucker. But I'm telling you, Dana, uh, Harrison Bucker's right on his heels. But an easy 26-yarder, and the Ravens score first in this game. So the Ravens get on the board first. It was actually a nice drive by the Ravens, 11 plays, 67 yards. Then they had 30 yards combined the whole rest of that first half. But the Kansas City Chiefs would strike back with 6.43 left in the first quarter. Patrick Mahomes on a three-yard run. Shotgun snap for the Chiefs. Second and goal at the three. Three-nothing Ravens at 6.48 to go for his quarter. Edwards Hilaire stationed to the right hip of Mahomes. Right foot in front of the left. He looks right. Sprints right. Now he'll keep the ball and trot into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. A three-yard touchdown run by Mahomes. A 75-yard touchdown drive against this vaunted Raven defense. Six plays, 75 yards. It took 237 off the clock. The Chiefs at this point led 6-3 to three because of a missed extra point by Harrison Butker. The Chiefs would score again in the second quarter. 13-play drive, 68 yards. It took 6.20 off the clock. Anthony Sherman got that shovel pass from Patrick Mahomes. Now the Chiefs, third down and goal to go. The football between the 4 and 5 of Baltimore. Tyreek Hill is now in the backfield after shifting. Sprint on action. They shovel it into the sausage. Touchdown, Kansas City. An inside shovel pass. The sausage surprises the Ravens on a five-yard touchdown shovel to the sausage. Anthony Sherman and the Chiefs have two drives, two touchdowns. Take your crab cakes. We got the sausage. Baby, That's that made the score 13-3 to Chiefs at that point. Things look good. Then a swing of emotions. A kick return by Devin DuVarney 
from the University of Texas. High kick taken by Duvernay at the six. Between hash and numbers, right? She's trying to close it down, but he gets to the outside and on the boundary. Butker cannot get him. And Duvernay Tardif is going to go all the way for a kickoff return and a Ravens touchdown. It is the first kickoff or punt return scored against Dave Tobe and Andy Reid in eight years. They had not given up a punt return or a touchdown during the entire tenure they've been in Kansas City until now. You heard Mitch there. Devarney, 93-yard kickoff return took 12 seconds. The only kick or punt return that Dave Tobe has allowed in the eight seasons he's been with the Kansas City Chiefs. Things started to tighten up at this point. Could it be a swing of emotions getting a kickoff return? It was 13 to 10. Oh, no. The Chiefs would come back at 640 in the second quarter. Tyree Kill, 20-yard pass on a beautiful pass from Patrick Mahomes. Seven minutes left, first half. Ball now stationed at the Raven 20 at the right hash. Mahomes is under center this time with an offset up. Sherman, the fullback, shades behind the right tackle, Mitchell Schwartz. Kelsey in motion. Tight hip, fake to Williams. They're going to throw a corner pattern for Tyree Kill. Reaches up and grabs it. Touchdown, Kansas City. A 20-yard touchdown burning Marcus Peters for the second time tonight. That's right, Marcus Peters torched two times for touchdowns. That made the score 20 to 10, the Kansas City Chiefs, but they weren't done. Time to air the ball out a little bit. 49 yards on this one to Hardman. Third and 14 for Mahomes at the Raven 49-yard line. A minute 54 to go in the first half. 20 to 10, Kansas City. Austin Ryder, right hand on the ball, snaps it back to the waist of Mahomes retreating into the pocket Merlin Humphrey on a blitz deep throw down the middle Hardman wide open touchdown Kansas City a 49 yard bomb and again they go after Marcus Peters and win or Deshaun Elliott might have been the man back there on third and 14 it's the safety Deshaun Elliott that gets burned this time for 49 no fear the Chiefs going for the jugular of the Ravens that uh, was a seven play 84 yard drive that lasted 251 that was the halftime score 27 to 10 the Kansas City Chiefs but it would be the Baltimore Ravens scoring first in the second half he just does this in his sleep he can't be a more perfect 42 yard field goal and the Ravens are within 10 I'm sorry at 14 at 27 to 13 Justin Tucker Hits from 42 yards on a 12-play, 55-yard drive by the Baltimore Ravens that took 643 off the clock. The Ravens would actually score again. So the score was 27-13. This makes it 27-20. On second down and goal at the five, Sneed comes in motion. Willie Sneed the fourth. Jackson, play action fake. Time, fires for the end zone. It is caught over Thornhill. Caught by Nick Boyle. They don't go to Andrews. They go to Boyle. A gain of five on the touchdown, and it looked like Thornhill was in decent position to make a play. This is why I start getting a few texts. You nervous? Chiefs have been dominating this game. Score was 27 to 20 at this point. No, I'm not nervous. You know why? Because Pat Mahomes has a secret weapon. 27 to 20, Kansas City. They have first down and goal to go at the Raven two-yard line. 
Make a handoff, short roll, throwback, left wide open, Eric Fisher, a tackle eligible, Eric Fisher, the fish, jumps out of the pond and goes into the sweet nectar of the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City on a tackle eligible to Eric Fisher. Oh, that sweet nectar of the end zone. We got a touchdown by the sausage and by the fish. How about the creativity by Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, my Kafkin company on that. A two-yard touchdown from Patrick Mahomes. 13 plays, 75 yards, 641 on the clock. It's amazing the way the Chiefs can just chew up this field. Yeah, they had the turnover by Darwin Thompson. Yes, they went forward on fourth and one and didn't get it. But, man, this offense is tough to stop. That's the great Mitch Holtis on Touchdown Kansas City, brought to you by Olathe Ford. Lincoln and well our play of the game was Eric Fisher that was the the final call you heard there that was our play of the game we'll be listening at 9 30 in the morning on Fesco in the morning and you can tell them what was the play of the game there might be some choices this week there might be a few choices here and there but uh great calls there by Mitch Holtis in touchdown Kansas City Andy Reid spoke after the game and kind of filled everybody in on the injuries and everything else with the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's Andy Reid in his postgame from Baltimore. Just as far as the injuries go, uh, Andrew Wiley um, was scratched right at the last minute there with a stomach illness. And um, they took him, they hurried him to the hospital and did some tests on him. And um, things worked out okay, but not feeling very well. Um, Sneed um, hurt his right shoulder. Have some more things done on that tomorrow, just to see what the see exactly what needs to happen there. Chris Jones um, tweaked his groin right at the right at the end there. Um, we'll just see how he how he how it works out for him. Um, I thought a lot of people did a nice job. Um, I'd start with the coordinators and the job that they did putting those game plans together, all three phases. Um, and then I thought the players were tremendous um, in the job that <clears throat> the way they executed uh, the game. I mean, there was um, so many people did so many good things. Our defense just was bearing down against what I consider one of the best offenses in this league. And, um, <clears throat> you know, for them to, uh, for, you know, for our defense to do that, that that's something special. So take a lot of pride in that. Um, and then, Offensively, I, I thought uh, yeah, the guys were able to um, score some points, which were important. We had the turnover that I wish we had back. We had a nice drive going there, but um, that's how that's how it goes. But I, I just thought overall uh, against a team that I think is as well coached as any team in the in the league with John Harbaugh and, and his crew. I just thought it was a well executed game from uh, from the Chiefs standpoint. Go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, uh, you guys showed, even for you, some unusual offensive creativity tonight. The the underhanded shovel pass, the the pass to Eric Fisher, that wildcat reverse. Um, how long? I mean, where'd you come up with all those things, and how long you've been working on them, and why was tonight the the time to use those? Uh, well, we we were hoping they would work, you know. So. Uh, start with but it uh, there's nothing like Monday night football right so um, but that doesn't mean you know that you stop that I'm not saying that but it just 
just a good good time to use it. Let's go next to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy, um, you guys hadn't played your best, um, I think it's fair to say, against the Chargers. I know there's things that you'll pick out from this game, but I'm just curious, did you feel after the Chargers game that that there was a special performance in this group tonight, that they were up for this in, in a different way? I know what we're capable of. And um, so uh, we were just we were just okay against the Chargers. Listen, we won the game, which is hard to do in the National Football League, but we, we could have done a better job. I, and it starts with me, so I mean, I'm, I look right in the mirror on that first. And, um, it wasn't. <clears throat> I didn't do a great job of setting the guys up. And, and, um, and listen, we got another big one this next week, right? So every week in this league, you got another one rolling in. So um, we hear the New England's coming in, and, and they're they're playing good football. So we've got to get ourselves back and healed up a little bit from the, from the soreness and playing tonight physical game and and. Uh, get ourselves right for this next week. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete. Coach, congratulations on the win game plan. Uh, curious about the Eric Fisher play with uh, the Ravens kind of swinging the momentum a little bit. Uh, why that play call at that time? Um, and um, why do you think it, it worked with, with Fisher yeah. catching the touchdown? Well, we put it in a training camp. We worked on it there a little bit when you guys weren't looking. So um, we were able to pull it out and, and uh, and use it here. So Fish is always, you know, he's always bragging about how good his hands are. But I mean, you know, he did a pretty good job with it. I got to give him credit. I was a little nervous when, when he had to jump. But he did a nice job. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Coach, I felt like the first two quarters, uh, you guys looked like the, a version of the team that we're used to seeing. Did you feel like that was the best half you had played so far? Yeah, that was a, it was a good half. Um, could have been better. Um, but you know, it was a good half, and we got we we still have a ton of things we can work on here and clean up, and, and we'll do that. Um, you know, when we get back, uh, get ourselves settled here. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy, I'm wondering what you have found to be the true success when a team that you know is blitzing is going to blitz you throughout the game, and just what did you see from your offensive line and Patrick when recognized that the blitz was coming? Yeah, well, they, they do a bunch of different things. So that's uh, the tricky part about this. And, uh, but I'm proud of our offensive line because <clears throat> really <clears throat> none of that happens without uh, without them. So I thought they did a nice job picking things up. Our running backs, uh, when asked, did a nice job. And uh, we even included the tight ends on some of the stuff. So um, all in all, I just thought it was, uh, you know, the, the, the guys executed. And, uh, that's a tough – it's tough. I'll tell you, you don't know – it's hard to get a read on him, and Wink does a nice job with that defense. And so, uh, you got to give credit to Pat and for for leading the charge. I mean, he he stepped up big and uh, and wanted the responsibility of leading the charge, and, and did a great job with it. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, kind of to build off what what Nate just asked, Patrick mentioned last year that he saw one look that he hadn't seen before from this team. So you guys were still able to beat it. I'm wondering if just quickly, based on what you saw without seeing the film, how much of what you saw tonight was stuff that maybe you hadn't seen previously on film that, that you were still able to have some success against? Sam, they do about everything and anything that you can possibly see. Uh, and they just do it naturally. I don't know how they learn all of it, but they, they do. And they do it. They do it so well and accurate. And so there are a couple. They always have a little wrinkle for you. 
um, every time you play them. So there, there was a new in there, but, um, it, you know, you can't possibly cover all the different things that they do. You, know, you just have to stay disciplined in your rules and, and, uh, and go with it from there. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Coach, speaking of discipline, it looked like your, your front four was really disciplined with Lamar Jackson. He had the, the early run, but he wasn't really able to beat you guys with the scramble. How difficult was that to kind of prepare for, and how proud are you of the guys for the job they did tonight in that facet? Yeah, well, it all starts there uh, up front. And those guys, I, you're, I think you're right on that. Um, I just thought that when they got in a position, you want naturally to charge the quarterback. If you do that with him, it's over. So to keep contained ends up being a huge thing. And he's faster than most of your guys on the field, right? So you see him run away from people, whether it's a cornerback or not. I mean, he, he can go. He's as fast as anybody out there. So, um, you know, for, for you to stay disciplined, that, that means, a, means a lot. It takes a lot um, to do that. And I was proud of our guys for that, staying disciplined. We've got time for a couple more. We'll go Robert and then Herbie. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, Coach. So, uh, rightfully so, you get a lot of the credit for the, a lot of the more exotic play calls, especially the ones that were called today. And I know you've said it on many occasions, but can you just kind of reiterate how important Eric the enemy is to the play calling, and especially to those more exotic plays like the TD to Fisher? Yeah, no, he's my right-hand man there. Yeah. He's fully in charge and, um, and has a great feel for, for everything we do. I mean, Listen, he was one of my players, so I'm proud as can be of him. And, uh, um, and now I have a chance to coach with him. And, you know, I was dreading having possibly to lose him last year. But he's back uh, from my standpoint, kind of selfishly. But I know he's not going to be here very long. But I'm going to enjoy every minute I have a chance to spend with him. Go last to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good evening. You guys, you guys limited the Ravens 166 total yards below what they were averaging coming in. And just to piggyback off of what Todd was asking there, how amped up was your defensive group coming into this game, especially knowing they were going against Lamar Jackson? Well, yeah, it's Lamar Irving and it's the guys around Lamar that make that thing happen. And so it's a great challenge, and that's why we do this. I was probably most proud of our guys for, for – just challenging every snap. Nobody hung their head when things didn't go right, um, and and they just kept bearing down, which ends up being important, very important, when you're playing this crew. And um, they're mentally tough. They're mentally tough football team. So <clears throat> you've got to you've got to equal that or better that. There's head coach Amy Reed. Player sound and coaches sound brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, home for car audio since 1967. So the uh, sounds of the game there, the Andy Reid talking about Eric Fisher. Got a little nervous when he had the jump. He's always telling him he has good hands. Well, you only trusted him in a crucial situation. That put the nail in the coffin. That was the icing on the cake for the Kansas City Chiefs. According to the next-gen stats, talked about how good Pat Mahomes was against the Blitz. Patrick Mahomes finished 15 of 19 for 191 yards and three touchdowns against the Ravens blitz tonight. The Ravens defense blitzed on 45% of dropbacks in the games. Played a lot of man defense as well. Generating pressure on just two of 19 blitz dropbacks. Okay, talk about the offensive line. You know, the Chargers with Tillery and in Bosa, they were getting to Patrick Mahomes. Well, 45% of the time, the Ravens were applying pressure. 
They got pressure on just two of 19 blitzes in the dropback. Offensive line did a fantastic job tonight. Patrick Mahomes is currently blitzed at the lowest rate, 20% in the NFL since 2018. Just one of 18 career interceptions versus the blitz. That's amazing. Ravens defense, most blitz-heavy team since uh, uh, Don Wink Martindale took over in 2018. So how about that? 50% blitz rate for the Ravens. They were coming after it, and the offensive line was doing a great job keeping Patrick Mahomes on his feet in that jersey clean. Chiefs with 29 first downs tonight. The Ravens, 16. Total yards. Listen to this one, Kramer. 517 for the Chiefs, 228 for those Baltimore Ravens. How about that? Yards per play, Chiefs 7.1, Ravens 4.3. It was an unbelievable performance for the Chiefs. And not only that, penalties, 6 for 38. So the penalties came down, 11 penalties for the Chiefs uh, last week. Only one penalty the first week against the Houston Texans. A little bit different tonight. We come back on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show We'll head back in that locker room, and we'll hear from Pat Mahomes and uh, Sammy Watkins as well. Plus, hear from you on the Cable Dom Arena hotline. You want to give us a call? Still got a chance. We're going here in the wee hours of the morning. This is actually Tuesday at this point, 913-576-7610. Your reaction, and we'll hear from the quarterback next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Well, it was billed as a heavyweight fight. Chiefs, I felt a nice first round KO by the Kansas City Chiefs TKO right there in the beginning. They were ready for the fight. These are two very good football teams going at it. Don't want to minimize the Baltimore Ravens with the L tonight. Still a good football team. Our Cable Dom Arena hotline, 913 576 Seven six ten. Let's go right to that. Talk to our guy CJ. What's up, CJ? Vink, I had to call you back. It's me again because uh, yesterday uh, I had to call you and admit how wrong I was, man. Yesterday I called you, told you that I questioned our corners, and I said that uh, the Ravens receivers are overrated. Now I'm looking crazy because uh, obviously I was very wrong. Uh, whatever little. Whatever little pass they did, I mean, they, had, they, they came out, but we, we slaughtered them today, man. And I had to be a good fan and a good guy and call you back and admit to you how wrong I was, man. Well, it takes a big man to admit what he's wrong. We all are wrong. Nobody's 100% right. Because if you're 100% right, you know what? You would have been living in Vegas for years and you'd be a millionaire many times over. And I've lost a lot of money on my hot takes and my bad math. So, uh, but I didn't lose any money today, and uh, I should have won some. Then why I uh, said this one out? But uh, I had to hit you up and let you know, man, that we slaughtered them. I had no business questioning any part of our defense. I won't do that again for the rest of the season, Bink. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you? Uh, what were you? What were you firing up for snacks tonight, CJ? Did you like? I remember you said you were going to have quite the spread last night. I believe. Yo, well, uh, yeah, well, uh, my man uh, BT was uh, was on this uh, chili last night. Um, I just uh, did a really soft, lightweight man. Did the regular chicken wings. Okay. Um, had a little bit of barbecue, some pulled pork uh, sandwich. It was pretty good from a little uh, barbecue place that's uh, out here in Western Kansas. I enjoyed it. Uh, pretty hospitable. Some uh, coffee kept me up all night listening to you guys, man. Yeah. And uh, 
Might try, might try a bang. Might uh, give a cream dog roof roof a bang though, man. He's been working a lot, man. He might be getting tired, man. Y'all, y'all working the heck out of that young man. You know, I'm drinking, I'm drinking the bang, CJ. Yeah, Cream and I have been up late uh, the last couple of nights. No question, we actually kind of sleep. Like, we actually kind of liked it. We've been talking about saying we kind of like this late night stuff. Uh, he went five hour energy last night. Oh, I mean, you know, okay. he's a young man. You would think he'd have enough energy. I'm an old guy, so I can do this. I'm old enough to be his dad. So there's an excuse I have for using an energy drink. I'm an older fella, you know, but he's a young guy, and he still had to resort to the five-hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know these young guys, man, they, uh, they don't raise them like we used to. Old no, back in the day, no, man. Just no. Just a hot coffee, splash some hot coffee in your face, eat a hot pepper, burn your, your esophagus up, and you go to work. Yeah, we're old school, CJC. Kramer's what I consider the Tide Pod generation, the Tide Pod ending generation. Tide Pod eaters, man. Well, you never know, man. That, that, some, some Tide Pod, that blue and uh, orange pack might keep you up, too, man. <laughs> I love it, CJ. Keep calling us, my friend. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Right on. There you go, our guy, CJ. That voice is worth a million bucks, man. I've always said that with CJ. That's, a, that's good stuff. He went wings because we had talked about what people were going to do tonight. I mean, what goes good with Monday Night Football? Obviously, Buffalo Wings, too. He said hot wings, but... I mean, I buffalo everything. Seriously. I, I put I put buffalo hot sauce on like uh wing sauce, like macaroni, you name it, I'll buffalo it up. You just put it on a regular sandwich. My mom thinks I'm crazy because I'll take like lasagna or something, I buffalo it up. It tastes good. I'm a big fan of that. Give you extra sauce. I got you. Is there anything better than sitting down with a good spread and watching some Kansas City Chiefs football? I think Fesco had tweeted out yesterday, just watching the Chiefs seems like you're watching something different. It just you like watching a different game. I mean, you sit around Sunday, you go, man, I, like, I, I don't know about you, but I was sitting around waiting. I, you know, when the Chiefs played late Sunday night or whatever, you're sitting here watching those games. It's okay because you get the little cherry on top of seeing the Chiefs at night. But we had to wait for Monday night for this bit. All the anticipation. I and mean, we, we've done, eh, we're on 25 and a half hours of straight Chiefs talk here on 610 Sports Radio, live and local for the last uh, day. Um, here, and it's the anticipation of this game, and we've had to wait for it. And then we finally get it. So, uh, yeah, 913-576-7610. Uh, Frank, the, Frank the Shark really has uh, been turning around. He plays through pain. Uh, what an addition Frank Clark has made for this team. Remember when people are upset about trading D. Ford? Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Let's go back inside the Kansas City Chiefs locker room for Sounds of the Game, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car and audio since 1967. Let's hear from Frank Clark, then we'll hear from you. Here's Frank, who had a sack tonight. Frank, good to see you. Um, Good one, man. Just wanted to ask you, because of what you had seen on tape previously, just how much did you think you guys just overall had to dominate the line of scrimmage more than anything else tonight to sort of prove your point to the Ravens? Um, anytime I play the Ravens, I've been in the league, um, rather with Seattle. Now here, last two years, every game has been won up front, um, whether it was the Ravens or whether it was us. Every game has been won up front. Um, and we knew that coming into the game. Um, we had the task given to us at the beginning of the week, you know, by Coach Spags, you know, um, Coach Reed and everybody else. Um, just telling us that we need to step it up. You know, last week um, against the Chargers, it wasn't a good performance overall. But um, I know being one of the leaders of, you know, this defense, um, I kind of took it to offense because I know um, our defensive line didn't play as well. 
you know, um, as we could have. You know, we did get the W, which is what matters. But, um, you know, performance, you know, wise, we could have played a lot better. And uh, I feel like we did this week. Um, we held them to what? What did what we give them? 13, I believe, or, or 10. Um, and anytime you hold the league and repeat it that much, you know, you can say you're going to win that game. Let's go next to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Frank, what's, what are the keys in stopping Lamar? Um, you got to be patient. It's a patient game. You know, for a player that's so fast and so, you know, so explosive and, and, and you know, he makes so many plays and he can make plays throwing the ball or running the ball. But um, you got to play a patient game. And, um, you know, I can't give away too many other secrets, but, you know, because we got to play this man for the next, you know, few years down the road. But, um, you know, and I'm sure we'll probably see him again this year. You know, and that's a great team over there. Um, I feel like we got on them, though. Um, and once we got on them, we ain't let up. Next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Frank, last year down the stretch, you really assumed that close role, especially in the playoffs. This is as close to a playoff game as you're going to get in the regular season. What was going through your mind when you were able to bring down Jackson in that, that last possession? Um, just make the play. Um, don't chase anything. Don't chase sacks. Um, I don't chase sacks. I've never been one of those type of players. Um, kind of play a, play a smart game, play a, play a disciplined game, and you know everything will come to you. Um, that's kind of how I've I approached it. Um, I knew I knew it was a big play needed to be made. I knew, you know, I need to step up and make that play. As you said, you know, I called myself the closer. You know, why not go out there and do it? Let's go next to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's going on, Frank? How you doing, bro? Good. I'm, I'm back. Uh, you, you guys come into the game as the underdog. Uh, does it still surprise you that people are still doubting you guys? Um, no. Um, typical, typical coming off a of Super Bowl winning year. You'll get doubted. You got these teams that, you know, you come up against and, you know, it's not going to be the first time. It's not going to be the last time. You know, um, I think it's more important that that we come into every week, you know, knowing that teams are going to look at us as the top dogs, the other team, and knowing that we're going to be doubted outside of that. You know, who wants to see the winners win at the end of the day? Um, that's how I view it. Um, you, you, you go down the history of sports, um, the the Patriots, the Chicago Bulls, you know, different teams in their own in their own um, rights at times where they were winning. And you talk about, you know, how they used to win and, and did people cheer for them? No, nope, not necessarily. You know, everybody always want to see the top dog get knocked off. So that was one of those weeks. You see all the analysts, you see everybody talking about it. You know, it's, um, you know, Ravens over the Chiefs. But, you know, we came out, executed, and got the job done. I feel like that's all that matters. Next to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Frank, how are you, man? Doing well, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Along those same lines, you know, after the game, so many of your, your defensive teammates took to social media and were, were tweeting out, hey, y'all experts thought that we were going to lose this game. It, it seems like how much extra sauce did y'all have coming into this game against the Ravens? Oh, man. Um, the same amount we're going to have against any other team. Um, I, I won't even, you know, um, you know, give them that, um, honestly. It's not whether it's the Ravens, whether it's the Chargers, or whether it's you know, whoever else you play the Texans or whoever else, you know, um, they get the same attention. They get the same, you know, emotions towards them. We never get too high, never get too low. You know, that's kind of the um, agenda we came into this week with. You know, we kind of let things, like I said, get out of hand last week, kind of get away from where we, you know, see ourselves going this season as a defense. And, um, you know, our main goal this, this week was just to get back on track into what we were doing. And I feel like this is the start. Got time for a couple more. Let's go Todd Lebo and then Sam. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Frank, I saw your tweet. Are you all right there? You uh, said you kicked in the door and took some stuff. Right, you, can you hang around for a little bit? Yeah, man, you know, I have to kick in the door real quick, man. But we're about to get up out of here in a minute, you know what I'm saying? They- when, when you're out on the defensive side and you look out there and you see Fisher catching a touchdown or Anthony catches the little underhanded pass, 
How much fun is that for you guys when you see these plays happen in practice and then you see them go out there in a game and work? Oh, man, it's dope, man. Because you watch a guy like Fish Master, I've been seeing this play get worked on for the last two years or something like that. But um, you watch a guy like that, you know, who, who watching in practice. I watched him make the play in practice. I watched the man practice his celebration. And then to finally got there and, you know, um, you know, watch it in, in reality and watch it actually happen, you know, it's dope. How many times you get to see an offensive lineman score a touchdown? Last time I seen one score a touchdown, I think um, it was, what, 2014 or something like that. So um, it's pretty dope, man, seeing my guy getting that touchdown. Hopefully he gets some more, man. You know, he can build some trust up with Pat. Let's go to Sam with the last one. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Frank, um, you've mentioned a couple times now that you weren't happy with the way you guys played against the Chargers. I think the guys on offense would say the same thing. I'm just curious, did you feel this week something building like this was going to come, you know, that you guys were going to, I don't want to say make up for it, but just, you know, have a completely different, much better performance tonight? Um, no, that's, that's what happened. Of course, we don't know that if that's going to happen before the game. We just know through our, you know, week of practice, practice and through our week of preparation, you know, what we can assume can happen, you know, what we can hope to happen. And um, I feel like this week overall in practice, we just had a better week of practice. Um, when you look back at it, you know, I can go back and, you know, keep talking about what we didn't do against the Chargers. We still got the W, but just overall, this week felt better. You know, um, I feel like from the top um, to on down to the bottom, you know, from the from the staff to the players, it just it just felt better. You know, we came in with a with a different type of mentality. You know, it wasn't just because we were facing the Ravens or this high power running attack and you know the um, MVP or whatever, but um, it was because we just wanted to prove to ourselves. It was more. We got so much more, and I felt like we had let ourselves down. And um, you know, we just wanted to come out and just get that nasty taste out of our mouth. Like I said, man. Here's Frank Clark. You know, if you're gonna write checks, you gotta cash them. Frank Clark does. You know, I just kind of love. That edge. I love the edge this team has. And by the way, I'm seeing the highlights on NFL Network again. Remember that 49-yard touchdown pass that Patrick Mahomes threw to Hardman? He took a shot. Like, he knew he was going to hit, get hit. It even makes that throw more impressive. And I know Mahomes had some crazy throws, whether he threw with his left hand or he throws without looking, you never name it. But, man, I tell you what, I would put this one up there, too. He gets drilled by Marlon Humphrey. And hits McCole Hardman. He saw McCole Hardman breaking. He was going to be open. But Mahomes stood there, and he took the hit. Like, he could see it. But some quarterbacks won't take those hits. He took that direct hit. He stood in the pocket, delivered on the touchdown. That's, again, some of the Patrick Mahomes toughness. So let's head to Phoenix as the kingdom stretches all the way out west and talk to Sandra. What's up, Sandra? Hey, Bink, good to hear your voice. And may I chime in also for the joy and the big man touchdown because I was shrieking. And I want to follow that up with the reason I called also about Fish because when they interviewed him post-game, I loved hearing him say, Coach the enemy this, Coach the enemy that. And I know they love him. And I was selfishly, selfishly glad he was back with us this year. But I got to say, if that man doesn't get a head coaching job for 21, it won't be for lack of his players trying to carry him across there because they love him and they are like the group advertising agency. For no, him. I, I'm with you. And, you know, the thing about it is, and I think, you know, the, the Monday Night Football coverage was good, too, because, you know, they showed they showed the enemy he was kind of upset with the offense there for a little bit. He's going down, you know, getting in their face. Yep. And I'll just speak from experience of going to the training camp. Well, obviously different this year because we weren't fans weren't 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 going. Right. But you can hear the enemy talk, man. 
And he talks, and he gets guys ready to play. It's next man up. He gets them ready to perform, and he is always teaching. He is always teaching, and you saw him on the sideline going back and forth. Yeah, the Chiefs were fortunate to keep their whole coaching staff together. Things are obviously going to change, but yeah, Eric Bieniemy is a big-time leader and coach on this team, and he'll make a good head coach in the NFL. Damn straight. You know, what else going on, Sandra? Is that it? Well, it is. I miss you, and also I'd like to send out kisses to Gordo, who was my favorite royal. So <laughs> I didn't get to the other night. Is is it okay that I sneak that in? Oh, you can, yeah, of course, Alex Gordon. You can always you can always talk about Alex Gordon. I think Alex Gordon would have been a great safety in the NFL. Can you throw any kisses towards Kramer? Kramer also. He got my name right on the seventh time, so I'm very proud of him. Yeah, yo, was he calling you Sandra? Uh, Rhonda. Rhonda Kramer. It's Sandra. <laughs> She's as old school as it comes. Hey, thanks for calling from Phoenix, Sandra. You take care and have a good night, all right? All right, babe. Good night. Good night, Sandra, right there. Rhonda, what are you doing, Kramer Dog? It's just hearing it. The phone's messed up a little bit over here. It's, uh, yeah. Rhonda. Sandra. They, they, they do sound alike. I'll give you a little bit of credit there. Sorry, Sandra. Appreciate you. Yeah. But uh was talking about that Pat Mahomes throw, and I, I don't know where you put it in the hierarchy of throws. And I know it's just like ho-hum, he throws a 49-yard touchdown. But when you stand there in the face of adversity, knowing you're going to get hit, it hit hard. In the NFL, people hit hard. But you just wait. You know you know the frustration sitting there like, hey, I got it. Like you see, you see the wide receiver breaking, you know, breaking open on that nine route down, down the deal. And you sit there and you throw the ball and get hit, I mean, that's impressive to me. I would put that, you know, we, we talk about Mahomes as top 10 touchdown throws, which is difficult, and Sandra brings up Alex Gordon. Which is, what's your favorite catch from Gordon? Because he's always run the wall and made some great catches. It's tough, but I like this one. I mean, that maybe not the favorite, but it's up there because he took the hit, and I appreciated uh, just his, his toughness. So, uh, speaking of Pat Mahomes, let's hear from Pat Mahomes. Let's go back inside that locker room for Sounds of the Game. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Patrick. The, the Ravens do so much different things defensively, exotic things that you mentioned last year. They did something you hadn't seen before. How much of tonight had you not really seen yet on film, and, and how did you reply to that? And then, Brad, I'll have a real quick follow-up. Yeah, well, they're, uh, I mean, they, they definitely definitely had a blitz uh, package that we weren't necessarily prepared for. But at the same time, we had kind of talked about different stuff that they could do. So, I, I mean, um, obviously we had some unstudded looks, but I thought the offensive line did a great job of picking those guys up, even though they were hitting in gaps that they hadn't hit so far this season. And so uh, it's about just being on uh, communication throughout the game and making adjustments. I thought we did a good job of that. And then um, the cameras caught you counting to four on your hands. I wonder if that had anything to to do with uh, with your ranking on the NFL Top 100 this offseason? Uh, I think uh, there was like four touchdowns in the game, I think, at that point. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Congrats, Pat. Uh, two really unique touchdowns uh, went to Anthony Sherman and then later in the game to Eric Fisher. I was wondering if you could just kind of go through both plays, how the recipient reacted, um, especially Fisher toward the end there. It was really uncommon to see him score. 
Yeah, the, the, the first one, the, the Sherm, we'd actually had ran it uh, my first year starting against the Patriots, and they had, they had accidentally covered it because the guy was just following the ball. And so we kind of been hanging on to that one, trying to find the right opportunity. And I thought, thought Coach Reed had a, did a great job of calling it there on that on that down a distance and, and to get that touchdown. Uh, Coach Reed and Eric, Eric Bien-Ami, Coach Bien-Ami. And so that one was good. And then, and then the other one was a play that we worked on in training camp uh, that, uh, that we had drawn up, and I thought uh, – Fish did a great job of reporting and then making a, a heck of a catch because he was more open in practice. So, I mean, I had to throw it up there high for him, and he made a great catch on it. Let's go next to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick, along those same lines there, Coach Reed had mentioned earlier that he was a little nervous that, that Fisher had to jump up there to make that catch. What about you? What were your feelings when you threw that ball a little high? Yeah, we. I actually, in practice, there was one time I threw it high just to see how much range he had. Um, because most times he, he was wide open. I could just throw it right to his chest. Um, but I thought he did a great job. I mean, the dude's an athlete. I mean, that's, that's the reason that uh, he's playing his position so well for so long. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll be talking about it for, for years to come. So I'm glad he got, he got the end zone. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go to Adam. Hey, Patrick. Um, what made – two things. What made um, – tonight a good game to bust out some of those plays we hadn't seen before the pass to Sherm, the uh, pass to Fisher, that kind of wildcat um, um, pass you ended up throwing. And also you were really good tonight against the blitz Um, uh, three touchdowns. I think why so good against that kind of pressure tonight? Yeah. I mean, uh, first off uh, the plays that we ran, I mean, I think we just got in the right situations Uh, last week against the the chargers. We didn't, we weren't in the right situations to run some of the plays that we had. Um, so uh, I thought I thought AB and uh, Coach Reed did a great job of dialing them up at the right time, and uh, at, at the same time I thought guys executed at a very high level on those plays. Um, and then the, the so you said the second part of your question. Oh, the blitz. Okay, I got you. Um, so uh, against the blitz, uh, same thing. Uh, first, our first going against our defense. I mean, when you're going through training camp against Coach Spags, you're getting a heavy heavy dosage of blitzes from everywhere. And so I thought guys accepted that challenge uh, in training camp, and it, and it paid off today. I mean, we we have. We might not necessarily have seen that exact blitz, but we had seen blitzes with fire zone pressures and cover zeros. And guys sped up their sped up their routes. Bill line gave me enough time because when they're bringing extra people, they're getting big and really uh, swelling up. And I gave me enough time to put the ball downfield and let these guys uh, make some plays. Go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick. Um, just what can you say about your defense tonight? I mean, when you guys were scoring all these touchdowns, they were holding Lamar and the Ravens' offense to three and outs over and over again, getting the ball back in your hands. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a dynamic offense. Our defense did a great job of accepting the challenge. I mean, everyone was talking about how they were going to run it down, run it down their throat the entire the entire game, and, and they, they made it not happen. I mean, they might have gave some yards there at the end of the game, but for the most part of that game, they were stuffing it, getting three and outs, and getting the ball back in our hands. Um, and I think if we wouldn't have put our put the defense in such bad situations those two times in the second half, uh, they wouldn't even have given up that many points. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick, I have two questions for you. The first is, what was your favorite play from tonight's game on offense? And then secondly, you never want to see a teammate have to be rushed to the hospital like Andrew Wiley. But what does it say about Mike Rimmers to come in and still give you good protection because the Ravens blitz so much? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's great preparation on, on Rimmers' part. I mean, obviously, we're, um, we're I don't know if, what's out or what's not out, so I can't really say as much as what's the end uh, Wiley going to the hospital, but glad to, glad that uh, he's doing okay and everything like that. And then uh, for Rimmers to step up, 
um, and, and really, uh, I mean, it gets a really good defense that blitzes a lot and be prepared and then accept the challenge every single play against a great defensive line. I thought he did a great job, and it shows that we, we have depth that position. I mean, we have a lot of guys there that I really trust can come in and make, uh, protect me and, and give me time to make these throws to these guys. Got time for a couple more guys. Well, I didn't answer your second question Ooh, about the yep. favorite play. Uh, the favorite, my favorite play probably was the one to McColl, just because um, we had drawn it up. We didn't want the kind of that zero type fires on pressure. We had drawn it up, uh, especially for that for that team for this team. And uh, I thought he did a great job of running the route. And Eb uh, had, had kind of mentioned it earlier in the game, and we called it at the right time and, and made a big play on it. Got time for a couple more. Go with Jeremy Fowler and then Aaron Lamb. Go ahead, Jeremy. Hey, Patrick, with uh, as creative as his offense was tonight and has shown to be, you know, how has that challenged you to improve as a quarterback, whether it's with different arm angles or, or just mastering the nuances of things? I mean, Coach Reed's never going to be st- I mean, stagnant. He's going to keep putting in more and more plays. Uh, I mean, he's going to keep challenging us every single day, and that, that's what makes it fun. Uh, you get in here, it's not the same game plan every single week. We honestly have a new game plan from top down uh, every single week, and that goes with the preparation that our coaches have, Coach Reed, uh, Coach Bienemy, Coach Kafka, uh, Coach G. Lou, I mean, all those guys, Coach McCullough, they, they do a great job of really scouting out uh, and giving us a great game plan so that we can go out there and execute every, at, a, at a high level. Last to Aaron Ladd. Go there, Aaron. Patrick, your numbers in the month of September are unreal. 10-0, uh, 32 passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. Is there something specific about the month of September that you want to start off the season on the right foot? Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes to the training camp that we run. Uh, we, run a, we run a tough training camp, and it prepares us to get off to a hard, hot start. I think uh, what we can learn from last year is we kind of had the same start almost exactly coming off the Ravens game, and then we dropped a couple games. And uh, we have a, a great opponent coming up in the New England Patriots, and so we're going to keep moving on and keep uh, keep going and knowing that we're going to have a great challenge week for this weekend. There's Pat Mahomes, who's undefeated the month of September. He likes September, but you know what? He likes October, November, December, January, and even February. He likes it all. Guys who had a Super Bowl ring. But a great win for the Kansas City Chiefs. Really serving notice. This will be on first take and you name it. NFL Network will be talking about it in the morning. They'll be talking about Pat Mahomes and first Lamar Jackson. If you're Lamar Jackson, <laughs> you're just not sleeping well tonight. You know what you say? You say, man, I just can't beat this guy. Lamar Jackson even said the kryptonite. Of the Kansas City Chiefs. Unbelievable. But yes, as Bill Belichick once said, on the Cincinnati. Well, it's on the Kansas City. It's on the New England Patriots. The Chiefs versus the Pats next Sunday. Looking forward to that. Of course, Kramer and I will be here for your post game as well. Huge thanks to Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Chiefs to join us. Huge thanks to Pete Sweeney. Great job producing the operation by Kramer Sansone. Fesco in the morning starts at 558. Good night, everybody.